Yo, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back. Welcome back to the Great Effing Spiritual Awakening Podcast. My name is Brandon Anderson, and y'all already know, man, as usual, I'm so grateful. I'm so appreciative that you guys hold your focus here. Like, that that really means so much to me, uh, but especially on this episode, because in this episode, I'll be sitting down with my really good friend, Erin Brown. Uh, she was actually on episode 41. Uh, be sure to give that a listen. There's a lot of gems there. But Erin is an energy alchemist, uh, but above all, she is an amazing human being. Uh, but she does have 20 plus years of patient care experience, and she also has an advanced degree in healthcare education. So she really has this big science background, and it's always been interesting to me to see how someone becomes an energy alchemist with this big science background. But her experiences with energy inspired her to join a fellow alchemist and a clairvoyant and they started their own wellness center in an attempt to bridge that gap between science and spiritual healing so guys man sit back get your notepads get your pens um this is a going to be a really good episode and i'm so excited that you guys are joined uh but sit tight we'll be right back after the ad break yeah let's get okay. started I, I love doing these but this because like Obviously, we don't talk every day, but it gives us a reason to catch up. So <laughs> I really love doing mm -hmm. this, but I'm really happy that you're here. Like you really know how much time like someone giving me their time means. So I just want to tell you, thank you so much. I know you were on episode 41. And, you know, if any of you listeners that are listening right now, please go check that out. Um, but for anybody who's new, um, you and Heather Fitzgerald which I haven't met her yet, but man, she's a great follow on social media. She's so funny and she tells the truth, whatever she's saying. Um, yeah. But you guys op own and operate Conscious Chrysalis, which is a wellness center in Illinois. Um, could you mm -hmm. talk a little bit about the work that you guys do there and, and what, what's going on up there? The Conscious Chrysalis is a wellness center intentionally designed to bring together physical or allopathic medicine and metaphysical medicine to create a picture of total wellness rather than health um, for each individual based on that individual's needs. So um, at the center, we host a variety of workshops every month. Like this month, we're having one about learning to read Oracle cards. We have a woman come in who's kind of a card reader and she meets with people. We have workshops on meditation, all kinds of workshops throughout the month. Mm -hmm. um, we have a huge and growing library um, of lending books. So, you know, one of my biggest things when I went through my awakening is I bought like every book I found ever. Yeah. <laughs> and I've read like not all of them. So yeah, the idea too. is, <laughs> right, right. So yep. the idea is to put them, uh, put them out somewhere for people to have access to them. So right. anyone's welcome to come and take a book off the shelf and take it home with them. Just bring it back when you're done, you know. Right. We That's take awesome. donations. So we have, yeah, we have a variety of teachers ranging from, I'm going to say we've got the Course in Miracles books all the way through all the teachers. We've got Eckhart Tolle, Ram Dass, yeah. the Bhagavad Gita. We've got everything because I don't want to tell you what's going to resonate with you. I want you to find what's going to resonate with you. Exactly. You know? Yeah. We really encourage community. So we're all about um, helping people understand they're not alone in going mm -hmm. through this. Our wellness center is built, Heather calls it a front room, but it's built like a living room, right? Like there is <laughs> yeah. a couch, right? front room and a big open space. And we really encourage people to gather and have a conversation. We offer free coffee, free tea. We want you to come in. 
Um, and this is all on top of the different services that we offer. Right. So that's kind of what conscious chrysalis is. Yeah. You know, you're consciously creating the chrysalis for your transformation. Right. That's so important. The, uh, the sense of community and the, the spiritual community, that's very important, and especially for men, because that was part of the reason why I started this podcast, because I was feeling all these things that I never felt. And I was seeing things and, and all these things that were happening to me. And I just didn't really know who to talk to about it. So fortunately, doing that has, you know, I've met you and I've met some really great people who have helped me manage and, and kind of get through some of the the uncomfortable things that you deal with when you go through a spiritual awakening you know um so you, yeah I was so I was going to say real quick you specifically um are an energy alchemist and yeah. I would like to know just for the average person who doesn't understand this what is energy work like how 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 is that something that someone could benefit from okay so what I'm going to do is I'm first going to kind of tell you what energy alchemy is, and okay. then I'll talk a little bit about how it helps you, right? Okay. So energy alchemy <clears throat> is the process of facilitating the release of stored dense energy or, or emotions okay. in your, that's in your cells so that em that emotion can then reactivate, become a feeling again, and leave your system. And when it okay. does that, it leaves this open space in your cells for you to refill with lighter energy. As long as you're doing some kind of practice, you'll refill it with a lighter energy, right? Okay. Um, to help you understand this, you can think of it like this. The action of experiencing your life is feeling. You feel happy, you feel sad, you feel excited, you feel nervous. This is the action of your life, right? When um, And you do this in order to evolve and learn as a being, right? Mm -hmm. When what you are experiencing, when what you're feeling um, is difficult or traumatic, what we as human beings tend to do is push that feeling down mm -hmm. into our bodies and it becomes a dense version of that feeling, which is an emotion, okay? Right. okay. This energy has to go somewhere, so... Mm -hmm the energy becomes um, the emotion and then it's stored in the, like your physical cells, it's stored in your physical cells around the chakra associated with whatever was going on, right? Okay, right. Um, just like anything else, this will build up in your cells over time and can manifest as physical illness, mental illness, um, all kinds of stuff. So right. you're carrying this dense energy all around in your cells. Um, yeah. With clients, what I get from clients mainly physically, what they feel is they report um, after having some energy sessions, they start to report feeling more restful after sleep, mm -hmm. feeling more physically lighter, like they get up and feel like they could bounce around more, um, less anxiety, less depression, less headaches, all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's just with something like this, it's important to remember that, you know, Heather and I, we can't remove anything you haven't worked on. Right. right. You haven't addressed it. When I connect to your energy, it looks, it feels to me like a dense spot in your energy. And okay. I can't get, I can't make it move if you're not working on it kind of thing. And so that like when you're doing work, that dense area, like what are you feeling? Uh, what is it like to you when you're having that experience with someone? Okay. So your energy is a circuit. Um, it, it's like it comes up one foot through mother earth, through your earth earth star chakra up through your body one side right up right. circulates up around and back down and out the other side 
when I connect to your energy, if you have a density in the space, it almost feels like the flow is interrupted there. It's like going over a speed bump kind of, um, okay. and depending on how long it's been there, how much is behind it, what it is and all that stuff. Sometimes I can move it around and kind of coax it to move a little bit and circulate some. Um, sometimes it's so dense, it's like a rock sitting there. Right. So it right. just depends on how dense it is. Depends. Yeah. And what, what kind of things that you recommend, uh, you know, that other people that are going through and working through their chakras and, and learning how to manage uh, you know, get that free flowing energy through their body. Mm -hmm. How, what do you recommend for people to do to, to, to get that lighter energy in, in different areas of their, their chakras? So, if um, the number one, there's plenty of practice. Yeah. The number yeah. one practice though is meditation. Right. It absolutely is meditation. I think, um, with my clients, something I noticed though, is there's a big misunderstanding about meditation. It's okay. not, um, quiet your mind and then meditate it's meditate and then your mind will quiet right mm -hmm. and meditation can be anything that brings you that feeling of flow like riding a unicycle yeah. like yeah. Um, <laughs> painting like anything like that that gives you that feeling of flow that's meditation yeah. and the more you practice being in that state the quieter your mind gets and the quieter your mind gets the more you can hear the voice inside Yes. And I try to tell people, I think a lot of people also expect big giant revelations in meditation. And I'm mm -hmm. sure that happens for a lot of people. But for me, it really is the tiny little things that come through like, oh, yeah, that's why that's broken. Okay. Yeah. You know, or <laughs> I've been working on something and, or I can't find something and it'll suddenly occur to me where it Boom. is. That's how meditation, right. That's how meditation right. works for me. Mm -hmm. And the expectation of something huge happening can really dampen it. So right. the biggest thing is keep an open mind. Anything can happen. Just find something that makes you feel like you're in that, in the force, in the flow of the, the force, flow state. Right? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. That Thank you for state. saying that. Um, I want to, to get your take on something else. Um, and that is the higher self. That's something that I hear uh, from some of my listeners. And I hear that phrase a lot in spiritual circles. And I know that when I have my spiritual awakening, um, I started making choices more on what I, what I felt, you know, what could help me grow more and instead of what's convenient or what's going to make me the most money or whatever. Um, but those choices right. really came from meditating and slowing down and, and listen, and I could then listen to my intuition. Um, how would you describe the higher self? Um, how do you understand it? All right. So the higher self is the larger aspect of you, right? Mm -hmm. You are a higher self having a brand and experience, okay? Because as your higher self, you are infinite, you are unlimited. That means there's no way to experience anything new like change, right? So in order to experience change and grow through this change, like you can learn a lesson by going through the change, your higher self incarnates into different lifetime experiences designed by you before you come to experience certain things. Like right. you decided I want to come and live in Florida and experience what it's like to be married to Cassie mm -hmm. and have a son who's into football and ride a unicycle. Like you made right. this experience, right? Because you want to expand and grow. It's, if you're infinite, I would imagine it gets boring, right? <laughs> like nothing right. ever changes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, 
this is this is the opportunity the higher self takes to experience change and evolution. The reason you don't allow uh, you don't remember the plan in your higher self is to allow for the experience of free will to act on this lifetime. Right. You know, it's kind of like a science experiment, right? Let's put you in there and see what happens. Yeah. Um, I explain this a lot in terms of like Star Trek, right? So you can kind of think of it like the holodeck on Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You've designed a training scenario on this holodeck and you really want to ensure that you understand the lesson. So you take a pill before you go in that gives you temporary amnesia. So when you go into the holodeck, you don't realize it's a holodeck and you're fully experiencing all the lessons in it. Right. As you go through the lesson, you are experience, you're influenced in different ways. You have a higher self connection that will help guide you along the way, kind of like a GPS in your car, right? Mm-hmm. When you start out, the sound on the GPS is kind of turned off. It's there, but you can't right. hear it because everything else is so loud, right? Yeah, yeah. As you go through, you look down, you notice the GPS is there, you turn the sound on and it starts giving you guidance. Take this left, take that right, start following your guidance, and then you end your experience, right? Your simulation is over. And when you walk out, you the pill is done, you suddenly remember everything, and you're able to reflect on all those experience changes that you had. And it allows you as an infinite being expansion, which otherwise yeah. would not be possible because nothing ever changes. Yes. So, um, you know, it's all about learning to listen to that inner guidance. It makes your life so much easier when you do, it you does. know, but we don't know it's there. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I think, I think the guidance that I get through meditation usually has something to do with me surrendering to an experience because I'm very, I I know I I like to talk, but like, I'm very introverted, like a lot of people are. Um, And I I usually have some social anxiety, which is another reason why I wanted to do this podcast. Um, But I usually have some social anxiety, but usually when I'm meditating, I sometimes I'll be thinking about a situation or something that I don't want to do and everything points towards doing it and towards getting over that fear. So that's right. usually what my higher self tells me. So, um, but that's yes, awesome. I love, exactly. I love, I love that comparison with Star Trek. Like that was really, that was the nail on the head. Um, yeah. So, so jumping ahead a little bit. Um, so I know that this spiritual space, like spirituality can be a broad concept to some people that, who don't mm-hmm. understand. Like there's so many layers, uh, so many different ways that you can can better yourself and, and just so many different things involved. But over the last couple of years for me, um, I feel like it's kind of come down to two mindsets or two things. The first is I have a knowing, like I just know that there's a source um there's we come from a source another realm and that place is is full of love and acceptance and all of the these amazing feelings and great things um and also i feel like spirituality for me is it's making these daily decisions that um that are in alignment with your higher self or or you know my highest good and i felt that when i was going through the initial stages of my spiritual awakening like i had to be so positive and that you know that was the only way that I could you know uh find this peace and find this balance in my life but it was so exhausting because you know my emotions were all over the place anyway um and during those initial stages yeah so 
so it was just tough to be try to be so positive and happy so if you could just talk a little bit about i know you had a, a video on your social media about toxic positivity um if you could talk a, a little bit about that and your understanding and and just your experience yeah of course so toxic positivity is the i is the unrealistic expectation we put on ourselves to always be happy regardless of the difficult situation we might be in. Good example is when someone's answer to your feelings about something are, well, it could be worse. Oh. Right. So the problem with that phrase is it completely invalidates the current feelings that you are having and it keeps you from expressing them because then you tell yourself, well, I guess it could be worse. I'm yeah. just going to smile through this. It could be worse. It could be worse. Right. Right. It's just, it's, it, it puts unreachable pressure on someone to um, be what you think they should be. Yep. And you can have contrast happen in your life while still understanding that it's temporary. Right. Yes. Um, positivity is not about, putting a happy face on an empty gas gauge. It's about saying, okay, I understand my tank is empty, but I also understand it's temporary and I can refill it. You know, it's like yeah. one of those things. So, so positivity is not about pretending everything's perfect. It's about acknowledging when it's not and being okay with it. it's not okay. And then I'm going to move through it. You know, right. it's just, it's, I just, I don't, I, I really, it breaks my heart when people say that, well, it could be worse. I could have yeah. this or that. Well, sure. But that yeah. doesn't make it any less bad right now for you. You know, yeah. it's, it, and it, it's kind of like, to me, I don't like right. feeling like that. I don't like feel like someone's not listening to me or I'm not being heard. So it's, to me, it's just so important to feel the contrast in your life because I think those feelings are there to guide you uh, in a certain direction yes. sometimes. So you have to feel those unwanted feelings uh, enough in order to kind of change and move forward in your life with, with different things. Yes. So, yeah. Contrast is absolutely necessary for you to define what you really want, mm -hmm. because until you know what you don't want, you don't know what you do want. Got right? you. Okay. Like All if right. I hand I you a it. bowl of food and you're looking at it and you go that's delicious that's not true you've never tried it but you can't you also can't say that's terrible right you have to right. try it and then go okay that's terrible and then move on exactly you know you, know you don't want it you know and something that esther hicks when she channels abraham one of my favorite things she said was sometimes your higher being has to call you through challenges so that you will refine what you're asking for because if you put something out there like, I want to move out west, that is huge. That's a huge amount of space. So you go through contrast to help you narrow down what you're asking for. When you are experiencing contrast, a great way to look at it is that you are refining the manifestation that's coming forward, right? right. You're really putting edges on what you want instead of that big nebulous, I want to move out west. It's okay, I want to move out west, but I'm not a fan of Arizona. I don't want to move out West, but I don't want to go to Seattle. Like you're narrowing yeah. it down, narrowing it down, narrowing it down. Right. So sometimes you have to be called through that contract. Yeah, that's so good. I hope, I hope everybody's listening to this because I've, I've had so many experiences <laughs> in my life where now that I'm, I'm at that age where I'm 35 now, so I can look back and see how things were working for me and how that contrast was benefiting me uh, at at the time, it didn't feel like it was benefiting me, but it definitely right. was. So, so that was a great, great right. point. Something else, <laughs> sorry, something else that I wanted to, to bring up too is uh, spiritual bypassing. 
And this is something that yes. I've heard people talk about a little bit as well. And, and that I haven't really gotten into or understand, but you mentioned that when you're working with your chakras, this is when you, you force open an upper chakra before doing the work that's associated with the lower, lower chakra. Um, could you el yes, just elaborate that on that a little more for, for those who may not understand? Yeah. So spiritual bypassing, it, you can think of it as like an energy overload that can result in a loss of touch with actual reality. So you, you got to remember your energy is a circuit, right? Um, it's opening and gaining access to energy you're not yet ready to deal with. So for example, when we awaken, most of us almost instantly start trying to work on our third eye, right? Because that's right. what we associate with spirituality. Um, so you start listening to all the frequencies, doing the guided third eye meditations, all the stuff, right? right. But what we as newly awakened fail to understand is that your energy system is a circuit and it has to circulate properly. That's right. why densities start to manifest because they're blocking the flow of the circuit. Uh, okay. So let's say you do open your third eye, which likely does not mean the same thing that you thought it did, <laughs> but your throat is blocked with a density and your crown is closed, right? So this energy then has nowhere to go. It's, it's trapped in this space like an overload, right? right. And it will short circuit things. I've had clients have this happen to them and it's difficult to watch because you see them going down the road of it, it's like they'll have a it's like she'll have a quote unquote vision. Right. But the vision is only confirming what she already thought she knew. You know, it's it's uh, things like that, that you lose touch with the reality around you because you haven't allowed the energy to open in the proper way. That's why meditation is so important. That's why working on the lower chakras is so important because you've got to allow it to circulate, grounding, you know, grounding. Yeah, that's yeah. I've grounding is a big one. That's very important. And I want to remind people, too, that, um, you know, chakras are verified by the CIA. So like no matter what yes, the motive, <laughs> so no matter what the motive is for them, like releasing that information, it's a real thing. And it is something that affects our the quality of our life here in this realm and it affects how we operate and you know i know i know some listeners may feel like they don't have the time to meditate or you know there's nobody that can do energy healing on them but i just feel like it's so important to feel aligned and, and feel balanced and it's, it's important to heal your energetic and your emotional self so that you can just live more free and and be more free and and, um, you know, I just think that's important. And I think the work that you're doing is very important in what you're teaching people, um, because I have felt that feeling of just when everything's flowing right and you feel good about yourself and you're okay with your conditions and what's going on in your life. And it's just such a great thing. Not that it happens all the time, but it does happen sometimes. So. The, more, the more you acknowledge it, the more it happens. That's how law of attraction works. Law of attraction brings to you that which you put your focus upon. Yes. I, I'm a big believer in, in, in acknowledging all the tiny manifestations that happen throughout your day to encourage more manifestation. Like for yeah. example, Thursday, I was feeling like I wanted to start working with Oracle cards. So I spent all day Thursday putting cards, cards in and out of my Amazon cart. Right. I didn't buy any, but I put 20 in, took 20 out right. today at the wellness center. Before we even opened a lady knocked on the door and handed me a bag. She goes, I wanted to donate these to your center. I said, thanks. And I took the bag and opened it. And it was five decks of Oracle cards. Wow. So wow, wow, that's wow. a manifestation, right? That 
That so it's, cool. it's, it's acknowledging that, oh my gosh, look what I did. That's so cool. But, you know, it just brings it forward so that you can carry it on and hear more, you know, You're law right. of attraction works. You're right. You're definitely right. I, I just, I generally try to just ask the universe to, to just make things as effortless as possible for me. Like I, I don't know. I've just had a lot of things that have lined up for me. Like today, for instance, I'm driving, we're driving, Cassie and I are driving back to the house and my tire blew out but it was blew out mm -hmm. right in front of my home right in front of my house right. I pulled into the driveway I changed my tire like those are the things that I acknowledge that happened to me that I'm like so great like I get I know it's just it doesn't seem like a big deal to some people but those things happen to me and I see where I'm being guided and I'm being helped you know like it's it's just a great thing I don't know it's just a really good absolutely. thing absolutely absolutely there's no there's no better feeling than getting the giggles when you realize something just clicked into place, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah you're right. You're I love right. that feeling. It is. Um, it's a good one. But um, so one thing, the last thing that I, I really feel that's important, and this is not something that I really know a lot about or understand, because I've, I've seen so many different takes on it. Um, I wanted to talk to you about karma. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I feel like I, I have this misconception of what it is and how it applies to your life. Like, I'm sure some people listening feel this way. Um, if you just share your thoughts on on what karma is to sure. you, because in, in my life at times, I've had people tell me like when life gets tough or like there's a, a situation of contrast and they're just like, oh, you're just getting your karma for something you did when you were 14, you know, <laughs> or like in a past life or right. whatever. And like, I think it almost scared me into trying li to live the right way all the time, you know? So, um, yeah, how does it work? Right. How does it work? <laughs> yes. I love, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. Karma gets such a bad rap. She's yeah. such a nice person and she's here to help you. So karma, um, people often think karma is about retribution, which is what this yeah. is, but it's not at all about retribution. Karma is about balance, about learning balance. So let's think of it this way. If um, you murder someone in this lifetime, that demonstrates on your behalf a total lack of love for that person and a total disregard for their life, right? right? So that's one side of it. In the next life, if you came back and they were with you and they killed you, that does not rectify that lesson. All that does is give them the same deficit. They then have no regard for your life and a total disregard this love of you right? right so that doesn't fix karma however if you returned as the parent to that person in the next lifetime you will learn hopefully unconditional love and total value of that life okay. that is karma okay? okay that creates a balance you've learned both sides so that you can come to a balance on on that so that is basically it but what i find a lot of clients have a hard time with is the idea that we will all be all of the horrible things that are out there because we need to learn this balance. That right. doesn't mean you're going to be a mass murder and kill a hundred people, but you might accidentally in a lifetime. I don't know. I don't I even hate saying it, but accidentally like run over a dog, right? Yeah. Something, yeah. something happens that triggers this lesson in you. It's not always big, giant, monumental Hitler moments, but there's something that you have to learn this balance about. Right. So being being okay with the idea that we are all at some point going to experience everything in order to learn the balance is really important right you know it doesn't balance. make you a bad person in your lifetime 
that's I, I love that word balance because I, I used to get so fired up about people who had opposite opinions of me and, and different things when I'd be having, whether it be political or social or whatever the discussion was. And I think having a spiritual awakening forced me to see things from others' perspective. And I almost feel like that's yes. the biggest lesson that we learn is, is to just be accepting of things that are, that go on in this, this world and in this realm. Um, and that, to me, that's yeah. what I feel like it is. But I think, thank you for that explanation. Um, something I was going to mention to you the other day, I was, I was riding my unicycle and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was near the water where we, where we uh, hung out at Hunter Springs. And um, I yeah. saw to my left an osprey and, you know, I love birds of prey. Like I just connect with them and it swooped down and it, it was kind of eye level. And then it dropped down to the ground. And now as it was ascending, I saw a squirrel in its talons and the squirrel was just shaking, mm. trying to get away, but it didn't get away that Osprey. It had a full meal, but um, it was just like right. the squirrel, the squirrel was just minding its business. You know, it was just being good eating acorns. What I want to ask you is when unexpected and, and unwanted situations occur to people who have good intentions, do you think that's karma mm -hmm. or do you think it's just unforeseen circumstances or like, shit happens or that kind of thing and I know you just explained it but but do you think that could be a situation where something is teaching them a lesson or it could be unforeseen occurrences I think it's a little bit of everything so right. let's say you need to learn the lesson in this lifetime of um, unconditional love for another person so you have a child as an adult, you have a child, but for whatever reason, your relationship with that child doesn't work out. So you don't have that unconditional love. So that's your first opportunity is missed. So your next one comes up, let's say you get into a relationship with someone and you're full on into relationship with this person, but they have something that you just don't like. So you end that relationship. That was your second chance. You know, each one gets more and more profound until okay. you finally get the lesson you know what i, I mean you. like you could have learned this lesson way back then yeah but you didn't so now it has to really get your attention i call it getting smacked in the face with a two by four it's like okay <laughs> let's go. let's let's really get this lesson done <laughs> yeah so four. i think it's a little bit of everything a little bit of you have a lesson to learn a little bit of free will stepping in and saying i don't want to learn this lesson a little bit of you know, law of attraction, bringing things to you because that's what's on your mind. You know, it's a little right. bit of everything, really. Well, Aaron, I appreciate you so much. I thank you so much for for joining and, and for like, it was, I just always think about how we met and how you and Cassie <laughs> and I, how we all met. And I just think it was such a cool experience. And I'm so grateful that you're in my life and you and your family, like you guys are so awesome. And I'm, trust me, we always talk about coming to Illinois, like, we really want to visit you guys. It's just been Come so on. I know. You I know, know where we, to find us. We got to stop, stop making excuses, but I really thank you so much. We appreciate everything you've done for us. Yeah, I really, I have to tell you, I recommend your podcast to quite a few people because um, for men, especially um, yeah. to have someone have a voice for them, it has been immensely helpful. I know several clients that have told me it's been helpful, but also for me, it does me a huge service to hear your side of things because as Thank a woman, you. I can never have the same perspective. Right. And the more I can understand how you are feeling, the more I can offer understanding to others. You know what I mean? So right. I am very, I'm super grateful for your honesty and your podcast. You're just very honest and raw and I absolutely love it. 
So keep it up.